Welcome to Enjoying the Journey. We are sure excited to have a special guest with us today. He may even be one of our youngest guests ever. I'm not sure. But his name is Jordan Whitmer, and we can't wait to have a conversation uh, with him today and give you the opportunity to learn more about who he is, what he's up to, and this thing called How to Life. So, Jordan, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Enjoying the Journey. For those that uh, maybe have never heard your name before, this how-to life, can you give us a, a little bit of background, who you are, what you're about, all that good yes, stuff? Yes, yes. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so my name is Jordan Whitmer. I am uh, almost 23 years old, <laughs> and I am uh, a, uh, I consider myself to be a, uh, a missionary to Gen Z. So I am a uh, on the old end of Generation Z, uh, which is the anyone born between 1997 and 2012, and it is the kind of the young, not the youngest generation, but it's the youngest generation coming of age, generation coming of age right now, all over the world, mm -hmm. and uh, um, and yeah, and I am very passionate about seeing my generation reached for Christ. I grew up in a family, very passionate about ministry. My grandfather, Ron Hutchcraft, is a evangelism ministry leader who's done a lot of a lot of work over the years and just in different circles. And uh, through kind of being in a family, very passionate about ministry and evangelism and telling people about Jesus, I grew up saying, hey, you know, I uh, want to do the same thing. And Jesus has changed my life. And I want to see uh, him changed my generation. So Ron Hutchcraft is your grandpa? Yes. Yes, he is. Wow. Is he still out doing his thing? Yeah. Yeah. He's still up and running and doing lots of stuff. And it's real exciting. So I, when I started Rise, I was a little bit older than what you are now. I was 25 instead mm. of 23. And Ron Hutchcraft was a name I heard about a lot. And so mm. that is somebody that I look to uh, as we were growing rise, you know, whatever, doing rise ministries as, as a ministry. And so, ha, huh, that I did not know that uh, you were in the lineage of Ron Hutchcraft. That is. Yeah, yeah. So that could go one of two ways. I mean, your grandpa's an evangelist. He's out there sharing Jesus. And you could be like, this is terrible. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Or be inspired by it and go after it uh, in, in your own way, which it sounds like exactly mm -hmm. what you want. So what was, what was that like having, because Ron is a, is a relatively popular name in the evangelism world, at least back in the, what, 90s, 80s, 90s? To early yeah, early. yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he's, he, he, he had a very, and still does do stuff, uh, an extensive, ministry career of helping share the gospel and train people. And he's still to this day, he'll speak at the Cove at the Billy Graham center and like, just do a lot of really cool, uh, a lot of really cool things, helping be a leader in evangelism. And he does a lot of work with native Americans, mobilizing native American young mm -hmm. people to reach native American young people. So I grew up in and around that. And, and yeah, you're exactly right. I could have totally said, this is, what my family does and I don't like it, but mm -hmm. in my case, God really changed my life. I mean, I, I found Jesus at a very, very young age, so I don't really know what my life, I didn't really live much of a life separate of Jesus ever in my journey. Uh, but I also do know how different my life would be if it weren't for Jesus in my life. So 
every person has to make their faith their own. It can't just be their parents' faith or their grandparents' faith. And I'm grateful that I, I have chosen to follow Jesus and been passionate about living out my faith in my own life. And, uh, and it's a, it's a daily thing, but that's what re really led to, uh, what, when I was 16, uh, wanting to start the how to life movement, wanting to do something more to reach my own friends for Jesus, because I've grown up my whole life, seeing lots of ministry and sharing the gospel. Like my, my friends need a chance at the gospel yeah, before we graduate high school, before we all turn 18 and, and move on with our lives. When that's when I was 16, I said, I was just really praying, God, what do you want me to do while I'm still in high school? I've got a year and a half left of high school. What mm -hmm. should we do? And I got some of my Christian friends together and we sat around my dining room table in Northern Arkansas, where I grew up. And we were just praying about what uh, God had in store. We said, let's plan an event and let's make this event completely led by Gen Z, by young people mm -hmm. to, uh, by in that case, it was all teenagers on the stage, even 18 and under that got on the stage and, uh, and it started with just four of us praying and we said, let's call this event how to life. And we put it on the calendar for March, 2015. And then it became 12 of us, then 35 of us, then 55 of us praying and just coming together saying, God, what do you want to do in our town? And, and that led to uh, over 750 people showing up in March, 2015 to a completely student led event where we led worship. We shared our stories and we shared the gospel and invited people to uh, commit their lives to Jesus that night. Uh, and 75 people responded to the gospel invitation that we gave. And it was just so powerful to see God use a bunch of young people, in that case, literally a bunch of teenagers to share the gospel. And, uh, and from then on, it's been a, a fast growing movement that's been spreading all over the place. And uh, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey of God at work. And in, in many ways, we're still just getting started. It really sure. feels like. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can you give me a little uh, context? What, what was your high school like? So when you said 2015, right? You're yes. Yes. 16. Are you I was six? I was 16 then and a junior in high school. And I grew up in Arkansas. So that's where my grandfather has his ministry and my family live and okay. work for his ministry. So, um, uh, so did, did you say your parents work for the ministry? They do. They work for Ron Hutchcraft Ministries. Okay. Well, and uh, yeah. uh, How to Life is a separate ministry that I'm founder and CEO of. But my parents work for Ron Hutchcraft Ministries. And yeah, but I grew up in Arkansas. And Arkansas is very much a very culturally Christian state. Uh, but that does not mean anything. There's a lot of lost people, a lot of people who think they're safe, but they're not. A lot of people who are very... Uh, on the fence spiritually, one person on Sunday at church and a totally different person on Monday at school sure. or Friday and Saturday the next weekend. Uh, but uh, I wanted to see that change. I'm like, these, my friends need Jesus. They need to have their lives changed. So even though Arkansas has a slightly higher percentage of believers, I would say, than some states, it's still very low overall, and the high majority of people need Jesus. So that's really what helped motivate me. I'm like, I want to reach my friends who are on the fence spiritually and uh, that need the gospel. And, uh, and it was very powerful to see, see God move through that. And that's what led to the first How to Life event, uh, which now has spread all over the place. So after mm -hmm. my junior year of high school, we had uh, four events my senior year of high school in and around our region, other places in in Arkansas and Missouri. And, and now, uh, and then the next year, the movement spread to 
Illinois and Tennessee and Texas. And then the next year it spread from coast to coast in the U S and then the next year it spread international. And we've now had over a hundred Gen Z led events, all empowering young people from around the world now to plan events and to events and initiatives to reach their own cities and their own communities because often Gen Z will listen to Gen Z more than pretty much any other voice in their life. Normally that's a really bad thing. Uh, in the U.S., the statistic is that it's as low as 4% of Gen Z that has a biblical worldview, according to Barna, uh, meaning one in 25 teenagers that you meet on the street truly would know what it means to follow Jesus today. And that's really low and that's really concerning. And uh, I can attest to that. I was just at a public high school, not just several years ago, and I, I know how dark it can be spiritually, uh, which is all the more reason to just truly pursue the Great Commission. And my heart is to reach my nation of the U.S. and to reach the nations of the world, as there's still people on some parts of this planet that have never heard the name of Jesus in their country. So I have a very broad passion and vision, but it's I'm more than anything just passionate about championing the Great Commission because we need that in our generation so much. Absolutely. How, how are things looking back at your school when this started back in 2015? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, there, I, I, I do believe and sense that the what, what, what happened through this How to Life event did help uplift the general spiritual consensus of our school, at least for the several years after having those first events. We started doing it pretty annually there, and, uh, um, but yeah, it, it, it did really help encourage and challenge a lot of people and. Uh, uh, and, and and the same thing we're seeing now time and time again in more communities around the country. It's kids are coming to Christ and then kids are getting baptized and kids are getting plugged into their churches. And anytime we do a How to Life event, it uplifts the spiritual tone of the whole community. And it's really, really impactful. And uh, and uh, and digitally as well, we're really leaning in on helping encourage the digital sphere these days as there are a lot of Gen Z leaders that are sharing the gospel on apps like TikTok and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram and, uh, and, and specifically on, on social media, on, on TikTok these days, it's a lot of, some people are familiar with it. Some people, not so much, but this brand new couple years old app now is a place where tons of people are coming to know Christ because the, like I said earlier, very few in Gen Z know Jesus, but when they hear the gospel, and a lot of people are young people are hearing the gospel on social media. They're saying, Hey, I want Jesus. I want to follow uh, this Jesus. And because uh, people are so hopeless, especially right now. And, and Jesus truly is the only hope for our generation, for our world. And uh, it's remarkable to see what can take place when young people that do love Jesus step up and say, I want to take the gospel to yeah. my generation and my world. Absolutely. What's your favorite thing working with Gen Z? So uh, I like this question for a couple of reasons. One, you said you're on the older end. Yes, yes. Gen Z. So 97, I actually got married. So, um, Mm. you you know, I'm I'm older. Uh, I have Gen Zers. So I have an 18 year old, I have a 16 year old and I have a 14 year old. And at times I, I, uh, I started Rise 25 years ago for teenagers for the most part. And I, I recently gave a message and I said, you know, I used to love teenagers, love them, used to, <laughs> or loved. I said, you notice the past tense in that. 
I said I loved them until they lived in my house. I said that's a whole different ball game. Don't wow. get me. I still love teenagers. Don't get me wrong, but you're 23, man. Your day's coming when uh, you will have a teenager, I'm sure, in your house. And then I'm going to come back and say, so do you still love this young generation that you're reaching? But right now at 23 years, they're special. I will say that. They're very, very special. And they're very, very challenging all at the same time. I've spent most of my life working with teenagers. That's a whole lot different than when they live in my house day in and day out. And we have Mm -hmm. to go through the attitudes and we have to go through this and we have to go through that. You at 23, what do you love about Gen Z and working with them? Yeah, I mean, Gen Z is a very interesting, unique generation, different than any generation in in, in U.S. history, namely because of a few factors that like even before the COVID pandemic, we had... uh, a generation that was exposed to smartphones and uh, uh, social media, both of which were revolutionary technologies that have completely rewired our world. And, uh, and so therefore you have a generation that is growing up on the internet online. And a lot of that is a, like, it ends up being a pretty bad thing in general. Now I'm very pro digital ministry because that's where people are like people are there so we've got to be online and we've got to be connecting we've got to get the gospel out to people and we've got to get on apps like tiktok and get on youtube and 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 be there because that's every evangelism leader of the past billy graham or dl moody or uh, luis palau like any of these guys they all said like i heard luis palau speak a couple times and one of the times he said all you young people like uh, use the technology of your day for the glory of God, like reach your generation and use the most cutting edge of technology. Uh, but, but anyways, Gen Z is very affected by technology one yeah. way or another. And, uh, uh, and that's probably the biggest, one of the biggest characteristics and it is a very different world. It's we, we don't have certainty anymore. So there's a lot of people seeking security and trying mm-hmm. to figure stuff out and, grasping at the last vestiges of what the American dream maybe could look like. And right. uh, which is, which is a problem because that even Christian young people often don't have a lot of mission in their life. But for what is encouraging is that some of the Christian young people have a lot of zeal, a lot of passion, and they, they, they understand the needs of our generation very well. And therefore they can relate with others in our generation. So the gospel can spread like wildfire when people are willing to share it. And so I'd say the zeal is encouraging when people have it, the, uh, the excitement, the energy, the, um, the, there's a very pragmatic side to Gen Z. Sometimes I can really figure stuff out. So, so there, there's some really cool things about working with today's generation, um, that make it very exciting and very robust in terms of seeking fresh, new, innovative ideas for reaching a generation in a world that very much needs new, fresh vision to reach young people in our world today. Absolutely. I agree. What um, what has kept you? You, Like you said, you're 23. You started the how to life movement and I'm with you. Technology is there to be used and it's there to share the gospel. But at the same time, it can get inside of us so quickly and we can run into FOMO. We can run into comparisons. We can run into, well, my TikTok doesn't have as many. I'm not being paid 
like the influencers are, what has kept you personally from falling into the trap of just the, the, the pressures of being a young Gen Zer and, and, you know, still loving Jesus, but at the same time being bit by culture and saying, you know what, I, how do, how do we keep our Gen Zers from falling into that trap? Once they become passionate about Jesus, such as you at a young age, Mm -hmm. uh, 16 years old, you start the how to life movement. What has kept you on, on this uh, course without being pulled in, in another direction? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I believe for me, I just am very, very grounded in scripture and I'm very, very grounded in church history. I'm very, very grounded in uh, knowing that my worth, I literally do not need validation from whether that's American Christians or from, Mm -hmm. uh, or from, the American culture in general, or the world culture, culture, the secular culture, the Christian culture is like, look, the only culture I need validation from is, is just Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's an important mindset to have. Now that is tricky because sometimes people can like be arrogant with that and weaponize that in and of <laughs> itself. But, um, yeah, cause, uh, but I, I, I do, I, I, I've been blessed to have people around me that just really prioritize mission in the great commission, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that we've got to make disciples of all nations. We've got to proclaim the gospel to all creation. We've got to preach repentance, forgiveness of sins. These are just the great commission passages mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of the new Testament. And, uh, and, uh, acts talks about be witnesses in Jer- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. I mean, this, when, when Jesus, ascended into heaven the last thing he told his disciples was be my witnesses in jerusalem judea and samaria to the ends of the earth to the outermost parts and and then he ascended and like that is the last those are the last orders that he gave us and those orders still remain unchanged we still have like there our job is to as followers of jesus once we know jesus and we're born again we're saved we've got to tell people about him we've got to help people find the hope that only comes through christ and uh, and for me that that keeps me going knowing that hey like god and like in in that first great commission passage in matthew uh, where jesus says go into all creation make disciples of all or go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he says, and I will be with you even to the end of the age. So Jesus says he will be with us as we as we are going and sharing the Great Commission and, and sharing the gospel, which is awesome to know that Jesus is with us even in today's day and age. He, he goes with us. He runs with us. And, uh, and, and for me, I mean, I, I just constantly am trying to seek after Jesus as much as I can, because that is, he is the only, only anchor in, uh, in our world today. And, but when you are anchored in him, then you can get rattled by the world a little bit and you won't be shaken. Absolutely. I love, I love the points that you brought up. So those listening that maybe have teenagers or maybe they're bit themselves being grounded, being in scripture. And then I love how you brought up, uh, having those around you that yeah yeah uh, speak life in in you know they're doing life with you they hold you accountable they're a life team or they're a life group or or whatever i i heard this a long long time ago and it's a quote that says you show me your friends i'll show you your future yeah yeah i need young people 
to understand that, that you need mm -hmm. those that are grounded, that pray, that read scripture, that worship, that, yeah, they're going to get rattled. Let's be honest. We're all going to get rattled at mm -hmm. some point in time in life. But having your anchor into the foundation of Jesus is a whole lot different than having your anchor tied to something else. And then when those moments come, if you have those individuals in your life, whether it's family, a grandfather, parents, or friends that can walk alongside, you know, they hurt when you hurt, they rejoice when you rejoice, but they can speak to you in those moments. Yeah, that can help immensely. And I think more and more our, our young people, our Gen Z, yes, that zeal is there, but understand using that zeal with godly individuals speaking life into you. Because the zeal can be the opposite as well. TikTok can speak into my life. This yeah, yeah. influencer can speak into my life, so and so. I'm just talking about things I see with my own personal kids. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, I need you to have, you know, good Christian friends, uh, grounded, mm -hmm. grounded friends that are, that are there, able to do life with you and, and, mm -hmm. and walk through. And I think you brought up some fantastic points. And I think having individuals around you is so very, very important. In my generation, they called them accountability partners. I don't know, yeah, what, yeah, I don't know yeah. what to call them now. Sure, sure. But they're individuals that, that speak into your life, support you, encourage you, but at the same time, ask you the hard questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you brought up a point earlier. I tell my kids all the time, you will not get to heaven on my coattails. You know, you, yep. you've got to develop your own faith. I want you, not that I want you to wrestle because it's hard and your life has been hard, but I want you to wrestle with your faith so that yeah. you understand it. Why mm -hmm. you believe Jesus is the hope of the world. Why salvation only comes through him. Why he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not because dad told you, not because this person told you, but because you've been there. You've walked through it. You read it. You processed it. You've seen it in your own personal life through your own personal struggles or victories. And yeah, that's a big conversation we have a lot uh, around our house. And I love things like the how to life where it is young people. It is Gen Z's asking uh, individuals such as my kids to be involved. Yep. Say, yep. All right. Let's reach a community. Let's do this. Let's do that. And that's just awesome. I, I just, I appreciate what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I, I mean, I'm a little jealous that your grandfather was Ron Hutchcraft. That's pretty, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yep, yep. Um, but I'm just so glad that God got a hold of your heart and that you're using it. And it's just beginning. Like you said, there's been over 100 uh, events and the movement is just beginning to spread. And we know it will just continue from here. God will continue to open the doors and use mm -hmm. you and your team, one of the questions we always love to ask our guest is, because it's called enjoying the journey, if you could have anybody on this journey with you right now, and we mean anybody, who would it be? Like past or present? Past, present, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, so I have a, a ministry uh, leader I look up to in the past that most people do not know about today. He's actually from Iowa, so maybe you've heard of him, maybe not. Uh, his name is John R. Mott. So uh, he uh, was born in 1865, died in 1955. So he lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. 
Uh, and he led something known as the student volunteer movement. So some people have heard of that. Uh, it basically was a huge movement of young people in uh, the late 1800s and early 1900s that emerged with a singular mission of the evangelization of the world in this generation. And uh, this is only seven generations ago from my generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this generation literally became known as the missionary generation, partly because of some of the work that they did in their era. So I'm Gen Z and John Mott uh, was part of the missionary gen. And what they did was they literally traveled the world and shared the gospel in different countries and mobilized people for missions. And uh, so John Mott in particular was a ministry mobilizer. He would he would go from campus to campus and mobilize young people to uh, to go into missions and he was he probably recruited more people for missions uh in modern uh, history uh, mm-hmm. than than so many and and through just the movements and organizations he started uh, in 1946 he won the nobel peace prize as a evangelical christian leader which very few evangelical christian leaders have won the nobel peace prize but he was so well uh connected he yeah, he wanted himself but he's from postville iowa is where he grew up so northeast uh-huh. iowa and uh, ended up having a huge ministry career. Now he's buried in the Washington, D.C. Cathedral. Yeah, we don't really talk about him today, but he was kind of the Billy Graham of his era or the major mobilizer of the early 20th century. And uh, so, so, yeah, I'd pick him because he's, he's someone I'd love to meet and look forward to meeting in heaven someday. You know what? You just inspired me that I want to read more about him, and I would like to have met yes. him as well. Yes, yes. That is awesome. Jordan, we appreciate our time so much today. As as we wrap things up, uh, what are there any what uh, takeaways? Are there any takeaways you'd love to leave our listeners with today? As you look at culture, you look at Gen Z, you look at the How to Life movements you've done, what, what would you want to give our listeners today? I would say if you are a young person, I encourage you to be bold and to step up and to rise up and know that God can use you. God wants to use you and he can use you if you're just willing and say yes. If you are an adult, same goes for you. You are not too old to make a difference and to reach your generation and to reach the next generation. Uh, In order to reach the next generation, we need, uh, if, if you're an adult, I encourage you to just connect with a kid and start with where they're at and don't talk down to young people, but talk to them and be open and be a listener and have a listening ear and be willing to listen to the conversations and the life stories that young people have, because they are so desperately in need of mentors and coaches. And uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about Gen Z reaching Gen Z. So we do a lot of stuff from my generation to my generation, but I'm also passionate about intergenerational ministry. I know there's such a need and we need adults to pour into the next generation that are just willing and humble and willing to, it's, it might not be easy at first, but I would say connecting and pouring into young people as best as you can is huge and so worth prioritizing because that is what is needed for uh, reaching the future world and to see the great commission fulfilled in our generation. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We wish you, uh, well, actually we don't wish we will be praying for you and these how to life movements and just praying that God will continue to reach campuses, reach communities, Use Gen Z to reach Gen Z. I think that is awesome. And I love that you're giving young people the opportunity while they're still young to be leaders, to get involved, because that's how this this works. I, I don't think there's a 
there's an age limit or a beginning age when you can finally go, okay, yeah, I'm ready to be used by God. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can go now. You can go now. And so thank you very much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.